The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Hi, I'm Roberta Baskin, and it is a joy to welcome all of you. I have George Dion, who is the Aim to Flourish Professor and Ambassador for Latin America, and Megan Buchter, who's the Fowler Center Director at the Weatherhead School of Business at Case Western Reserve University. And we want to share Aim to Flourish with you, which is a program that we have been working on with passion for the last five years. And um, just to give you a little bit of an intro, um, back at the end of 2014, we were all participating in the fourth global forum at Case Western Reserve University. And... Um, I co-facilitated um, what we called a mini design summit with Professor David Cooperwriter, who is the father of appreciative inquiry. And David and I were cooking up this idea of what would it look like to find and amplify stories about business for good, which was a very kind of uh, 180 for me because all of my professional career, I had been an investigative reporter reporting on companies doing bad things. So this was like a new way of, of thinking and a much more fun way of thinking, actually. So George was in the room. Um, at, I think there were what, George, maybe 65, 70 People with us, would you guess? Something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we were designing and, and, um, imagining what the world could look like if we could find all of these amazing stories about what businesses were doing to help make the world a better place. And it was very exciting. It was very sort of a grassroots thing, but we had people from all over the world, also really smart people. And um, at the end of it, we were really pretty jazzed. And one of the people in the room um, invited us to keep cooking the idea and to come to the UN in June 2015 and tell us what we had found. So I kind of barred the door, if I remember correctly, and said, nobody leaves the room until I have 20 volunteers. And George was one of the first hands to fly up. And, um, and say, yeah, let's do this thing. And so we started meeting and I think we had maybe, I don't know what, six to 10 professors uh-huh, involved uh-huh. with us. Yeah. From, yeah, uh, from Mexico to Indonesia and China and, and France. Yeah, we, and France. Yes. And right. of course, America. <laughs> so we kept designing and cooking up and then we came up with the idea of aim to flourish i mean what a what a wonderful concept don't we all aim to flourish we were a bit ahead of our time because um we were doing all of this really virtually we were thinking virtually at that time about how can we teach but at the same time we were thinking about how to get students out of the classroom right. to meet with business leaders who they admired and to do that research and and um, come up with these examples. And then the, the wildest idea of all, really, was to um, use the UN Sustainable Development Goals before they were even voted on. We just said, yeah, this is what has to happen for the world by 2030. So 
we we met at the UN and and um George you didn't even have a class that time so you kind of went door to door and found students <laughs> to do an independent study tell us what you found well i found uh uh it comes to mind one of a a, a professor friend uh, uh maru uh, offered that I go to a couple of her classes and, and, and talked about uh, Aim to Flourish. And she had uh, students from different uh, disciplines. And, uh, and, and I just asked for volunteers uh, to, to go out and find stories. So we, so we had a, to, 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 to have a small orientation session with them and then just to go out and look for for stories, and I was kind of nervous. Gee, where are they going to get them? They're going to come back and ask me, "Where do I go?" But they come up. They came up with these great stories that eventually got uh, uh, published, written by them. They interviewed the, the the business person and some of the first stories on on the Aim to Flourish platform. I remember one of the uh, students was uh, a psychology studying psychology, and. Uh, one of the things that he said after the after he had written up the story after he had interviewed the business person said, "Hey, I never imagined that business could be like this." <laughs> um, it just uh, opened up a new world for him, even as a psychologist, even as his services as a psychologist uh, to do business and 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 to do good and that the business do well, you know. That you can do good and do well. And, and Megan, one of the things that um, the Fowler Center for Business as an agent of world benefit is so known for is appreciative inquiry. Um, and, and funny story there is in David Cooperwriter's first certification class for appreciative inquiry, which is strength-based thinking about, you know, if you're going to do a strategic planning for your, for the Fowler Center instead of what people normally do what I would certainly normally do in the past, let's talk about all the problems. We have all these problems. Of course, if you have a conversation about all the problems, you're going to be pretty depressed at the end of the day and have a lot of problems to think about. But strength-based is looking at what works, what's the most exciting, uh, inspirational day that you've ever had, and who is there, and what happened, and how can you have more of that? And um, I actually, I think I'm the only person who's had to take the, the certification twice <laughs> because I needed a tune-up after a while to get back into that strength-based thinking. But Megan, talk a little bit about, you know, th- that experience, the experiential learning that students have in terms of um, the kinds of questions that they ask using appreciative inquiry. Yeah, so... Um... Aim to Flourish incorporates appreciative inquiry through the interviews that students do. So when they go out and interview a business leader or social entrepreneur or somebody working at a company that really inspires them, they use a set of questions that do focus on the company's strengths um, that ask questions like, you know, tell me about a high point story while you were developing this innovation and what inspired you to create this innovation. And I think that the most impactful um, outcome of that is that students can then see themselves as these leaders. They can see themselves becoming the entrepreneurs, becoming these business leaders because of the way that they've asked these questions, because of the stories that they're being told. So having a company or working at a company that's doing good and doing well seems very achievable when you ask questions like that and focus on your strengths. 
I'm curious about, you know, what are some of the, um, what's some of the feedback that each of you have gotten from students um, about what this experience, how it may have changed the trajectory of their careers even? Mm-hmm. What comes to mind? Well, I think, uh, you know, that's one of the big ones that we do here. So some of my favorite uh, student experience quotes have to do with students saying, that they now want to work for a company or start a company that they would see being able to be profiled on Aim to Flourish. And so, you know, to me, like, you know, that touches my heart. We have this program that students participate in and they someday want to be a part of organizations that would then have stories on Aim to Flourish. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm curious, um, before hearing George's um, version of what feedback he's getting from students, I'm curious, um, Megan, for you in terms of how getting certified in in appreciative inquiry changed how you think in terms of um, running the Fowler Center? So it's all about really focusing on strengths and focusing on possibilities. And so when I look at, you know, what the Fowler Center is and what we can be, like you mentioned before, instead of thinking, okay, here's a problem, here's a problem, here's a problem. It's what do we have as a group? What kind of strengths do I bring to the table? Does my team bring to the table? And how do we use those strengths to kind of to craft and co-create the kind of activities and the kind of programs that we're going to produce at the Fowler Center? And one of those is Aim to Flourish. We do other programming, um, but Aim to Flourish is really our most global program. And so, you know, George is part of my team. I have students that help that help with this team. And we're always thinking, you know, how can we make this better, make this use our strengths to really um, make this program applicable to all of the professors and universities around the world that that use it on a regular basis? You know, I think that the um, our our idea, our concept of the sustainable development goals being what is really like the world's to-do list for 2030, that this is what has to happen to create the kind of world that we all want. When we embraced them, big hug for the SDGs, we didn't know at that time that they would be unanimously voted on, unanimously approved by all 193 um, nations that are part of the General Assembly at the UN. But everybody understood, I mean, to, to really study them, which is what we're asking students to do, and to embrace them in their lives and in, and in the businesses that, that they either create or, or go into. Um, you know, this is what has to happen. I mean, it's about ending poverty, about equality for all, about climate action, about peace and justice, um, really creating the world that we all want. And we are a bit behind in um, achieving the SDGs. We only have 10, we have less than 10 years now to get the work done. But um, so it's very aspirational. But these students who go through the Aim to Flourish program are really learning about why this needs to happen and thinking about what they can do to help make it happen. So I have to ask both of you, I have to spring this on you. Do either of you have a favorite global goal? So before I tell you my favorite global goal, I just want to add that, um, you know, I love using the, the UN global goals for the Aim to Flourish program because not only does it really unify the world around the global goals, so it gives students, no matter what country they're in, no matter what business school they're attending, um, you know, this foundation of, of 
or this aspect of something that unifies us all. We're all striving to achieve the UN global goals, but it also makes the idea of business for good very tangible, saying these are 17 different ways that business can be an agent of world benefit or business can do good and do well. And so students can look at these 17 global goals and say, okay, these are some that are my favorite, or these are some that I feel passionate about. And how can I go out and find a business that, you know, meets one or more of these goals? Um, Gosh, there are so many. So what's your favorite? If you have a favorite. So I do usually say that one of my favorites is global goal number 12, um, responsible consumption and production, because I think that um, we spend a lot of money, you know, every day as as humans. And you should really, really care about where you're spending your money. And so I see, you know, global goal number 12 as being being conscientious about, you know, what kind of products are you purchasing? What kind of products are you producing as a company? So um, that is one of my favorites, but I have a lot of favorites. No, that's a, that's a beautiful one, Megan. And George, have you well, got a favorite? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it kind of evolves, it kind of migrates. But let me just say one thing first. When I connect with a particular story that a student has written, and I read it, and I as an editor, uh, uh, and I connect with that goal that is uh, living as a living story from what the students wrote about this business and this person. So I kind of fall in love with the different goals as they come to life through through stories. They're like my, your children. You don't have a favorite. <laughs> well, I, I do. And I, I see it in all of them. And that's goal 16, uh, peace. Yeah. Um, I'm a peacemaker. I, I'm a wannabe peacemaker. I'm a, in small ways and through Aim to Flourish. And, uh, and I see how business um, uh, are doing things well, uh, including everybody, all stakeholders, uh, are, are creating a, a sense of connection, of diversity, of acceptance, of tolerance. I, I see goal 16 permeating in all, in, in all of the goals and living in Mexico uh, and, and, and very aware of what's happening all around Latin America and, and, and the world, how peace is. Uh, uh, I want more stories of business uh, contributing, creating peace and harmony uh, around themselves in that community. By by having a good business that's uh, that's that's working well and including and nobody left behind. Yes, that is beautiful, and that was in the UN's press release. Actually, that was sort of like the bottom line: is okay. We've got these seventeen global goals, and the and all of them add up to leave no one behind. Que nadie quede fuera. I love that. I love that. So I have that in, 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 in my mind and my heart as we, as we do this work, and it's, it's, it inspires me. Well, I have to share my favorite one also. <laughs> and, and like you, George, it kind of, you know, they change. Um, I, I'm very focused on Goal 13, climate action, and doing everything that I can in my life to, to, you know, try to, um, 
you know, get us to a point where we're not, um, where we don't have runaway climate change. But really, the one that I, I would say is closest to my heart is goal 17, which is, you know, really, you know, the partnerships for the goals. So I think about the need to collaborate in every way that, that, um, it's, it's more of an old model in a way, an old paradigm of competition. But I really love the idea of, um, of honoring that aspect of let's, let's all join hands and work together. This, you, you can't do it alone. So what kinds of partnerships and collaborations can we do to achieve these goals? Okay. So what's your story? Well, well, well there you <laughs> Many go. Many stories. I, In yeah. fact, let me just say the last time I looked, 2,769 stories written by students all over the world about businesses that are helping to achieve the global goals. Wow. Oh yeah. And, they're all winners. Uh, I love to celebrate all of them, you know, the, the, the experience, the interview and getting the story out. And I just mentioned quickly uh, that in, we just had an interview a couple of weeks ago with an ex-member of uh, the FARC, a guerrilla group that was uh, in Colombia, 50 in Colombia and uh, talking about how uh, the, the, the peace process and 13,500 combatants uh, uh, turning in their, their, their guns. And he is now uh, with, with, with uh, having, uh, creating a startup business. Uh, and it's doing, doing well uh, to, uh, in that area of where the conflict was for so long to reconstruct the social fabric uh, and, uh, and and give work to people, and it's not that that's another that's another story of peace and 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 how business can contribute. Well, you, the peacemaker, George. Um, one of the things that you began early on as a kind of ambassador in Latin America was to hold these meetings with um, schools across Latin America. Um, to help them understand the global goals and appreciative inquiry and, and, uh, and this curriculum that we designed that is the first curriculum to teach the sustainable development goals to, to, um, to students, um, in higher education. So, you know, what did you learn? What kind of, what kind of feedback did you get from professors as you, um, and what kind of challenges did you have with professors in terms of, um, you know, evolving aim to flourish? Maria Emilia Correa, the co-founder of Sistema Bay, uh, the B Corp in Latin America. Well, she actually got in, I think she got in contact with you first. You put her in contact with me around 2016. And again, that's a, she just found that uh, Sistema Bay and, and Aim to Flourish could do things together, that spirit of collaboration. That, and, uh, and, and that's been going on. So we've had a very fortunate to have uh, the contact with the uh, Academia Bay, which is the academic ex, uh, arm of uh, the Sistema Bay and B Corp. Uh, and uh, I've had these events together with students and, and business people. 
And let me tell you the latest and one of the one of the difficulties or the challenge that I've had was was uh, the language. Um, uh, uh, so to, to get you know to, to get people over the the, the hurdle of, of publishing in English, and also looking for ways to and and aim to flourish now. You can publish in, in multiple languages, and then it can be translated into English. And getting the spirit of these original dialogues in the interview. And let me just tell you that uh, Brazil uh, is translating, as we speak, uh, the uh, uh, material for to have all the basic material to to capture all of the Sistema Bay, the B Corps in in Brazil, and publish them on Aim to Flourish. So it's it's like a and marriage. How, many, made, how mm-hmm. many businesses is that? Oh, in in Latin America, well, it, it keeps I, growing. I, I know. I, it's just always growing. It's like around three thousand around the world, or more, or right. four thousand. Right. But in in Latin America, I, I'm not sure, but it'd be close to a thousand. Um, um, yeah. And, uh, well, uh, this is a, a perfect segue, George, into remembering that um, Bart Houlihan, who is one of the co-founders mm-hmm. of the B Corp movement, and the B Corp movement of course, is, is um, really important in terms of thinking beyond just what the shareholders, you know, just working for your shareholders, but instead considering the community and the environment and your employees so that in order to become a certified B Corp, you need to get points in the different categories. You can't be great with the community, but mistreating your employees and become a B Corp. And, and of course, you can be audited. You, um, you know, you're subject to audit. It's an amazing program. And Bart Houlihan was there as we cooked up Aim to Flourish. And let's talk about the Flourish prizes, because what happened was that we had so many great stories coming in. And we wanted to go back to um, what we were midwifing in the first place was how can we not just find these stories, which is what this army of business school students was doing all over the world, but how can we celebrate them? Hmm. And so the Flourish Prizes are the 17 Flourish Prizes, one for each of the global goals. And and um, Megan works with this amazing group of jurors to select them. And um, they're always, geogra- you know, geographic and, and representing the different Flourish Prizes. And I want to roll in the first Flourish Prizes celebration that we had. Um, we use these video presentations. See, we were really ahead of our time. We were on video <laughs> before it was video. Not exactly, but like Ariana Huffington did Global Goal 3 for us about health because that's what she's passionate about. Vince Cerf did, um, who's, who's considered the father of the internet, did Global Goal 9. And um, Paul Pullman did um, the one that Megan loves the most, um, Global Goal 12. Um, and he's the CEO of Unilever. Um, so Bart Houlihan did, um, did uh, the Cinea story. So um, let's just take a little look at the Cinea one. It's because we were all there on stage together to celebrate Cinea. 
and Cynia made these dolls for the Aim to Flourish team that have little Aim to Flourish hats on them. They were made by these disabled workers. So would you like to say a few words? Good afternoon. Um, participating in Empty Flourish has been a great experience for me. Everything began when we got uh, the privilege to interview Mr. Fernando Diaz, who is Senia's uh, CEO. He inspired us uh, about the, the passion that he does to his work, and especially he inspired me to be a better person in, the, uh, in many aspects of my life, and to change mental models. Mm -hmm. I really want to thank Professor Dion, Luisa, uh, Brenda, and, and Fer, and my university, UPAEP, for being and supporting us all this time. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Here's my Cinea doll <laughs> that was given. They gave us each. Remember that? Yeah, mine's, so. in my, mine's in my office at Case Western, so not here in yeah. my home office. I couldn't get it before this video was taped. Oh, Megan, please share some of your favorite examples, though, from from those oh, no. um, early days of, of the Flourish Prize. I, well, I have, I've got one right here. Lucky Iron Fish. That was the one that Ariana Huffington did the um, Flourish Prize for. It's so cool. This is the iron fish comes out of the box and it's, um, it is a Cambodian story, basically. I had no idea that there was such a iron deficiency. I think it's, do you remember, Megan, one in three or one in four Cambodians suffer from iron deficiency? And so this very simple lucky iron fish and the company is a B Corp, by the way. It is on the box right there, B Corp. Um, the the Cambodians can put this little lucky iron fish, this little iron ingot in their rice pot or their soup, and their family gets the um, the iron that they need to be healthy. It's so simple, such a beautiful, and I think we were the first to tell that story. It then landed, in, you know, it's been told many times since, but we found that story because a student found found that story. So, Megan, what are some others, some other ones that you love? Oh, there are so many. It feels, it feels, I hate to, to call out any favorites because it really have a, all of our Flourish Prize winners really have a special place in my heart. Um, in 2017, per Berta said, we had a, an in-person celebration and we were able to bring students, professors, business leaders that had won from these 17 um, the 17 Flourish Prizes to Cleveland, Ohio to, to celebrate in person with us. And so um, that was such an amazing experience for me to meet all of these students and professors and business leaders from or entrepreneurs from all over the world. Um, but even since then, our Flourish Prize winners all have a special place in my heart because I get to, you know, tell them that they've won this prize and, you know, help, uh, you know, we have students that then kind of do consulting projects with them and help their organization so that they can continue to scale their impact and incorporate the global goals into their missions. Um, so it's so hard to, to choose any favorites. <laughs> um, um, well, you're like the mother of yeah. Aim to Flourish <laughs> now, so <laughs> it is hard to, yeah. But um, I think th that you have another example, Megan, of a student you know, what happens to these students as a result of uh, the, uh, the Champlain student I'm thinking about? 
we have several examples of because when students go out and interview these companies, they build these connections with the person that they're interviewing. So there was a student from Champlain College that was offered a board position after their interview. Um, I know of other examples where students were offered jobs um, based off of their interviews. So, you know, that really speaks to the importance of kind of going in and connecting with somebody and having that great interview, working on those interviewing skills, and then just building that connection, which can then, you know, take you places that you never imagined from a class assignment. So, Megan, where do you want to take it? What's your your vision for um, where you would like to take AIM to Flourish next? Well, we just want to see the program continue to grow. So we have um, over 100 universities, over 140 professors that use this program. Um, you know, I'd love to see it in in every university all over the world. Um, this is a great assignment for undergraduates, graduates. We even have a couple high schools that participate, so it can even be used at the high school level. So I'd like to see it continue to grow. I'd like to see more students, you know, getting out there, finding companies, writing stories. And then I'd really like to see, you know, us find new and exciting ways to celebrate our Flourish Prize winners and the students and businesses um, and professors that have been involved in the creation of those stories and just really finding new ways to lift up these positive stories of the way that business is changing the world. Well, you are making it a happening thing. You are giving it wings. And uh, it's just really been fun to watch. So thank you, George Dion, Megan Buckter, and thank you all of you out there who have been um, with us tonight to talk about Aim to Flourish. And um, we wish you a flourishing future.